Welcome to the Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me as always is Mr. Nick Hogle. Nick, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. I got my coffee in hand and some good thoughts in my mind to share with you folks out there. Hopefully. All right. And producer Daniel's here, which must mean we're recording another episode of the show. I'm looking forward to this. And hey out there, we're really happy you've chosen to pull up a chair at our table. And we really hope you take something away from this show. As always, um, you know, we started a brand new patron club. Um, and so there are three different clubs you can join. So if you're uh, a fan of the show or you want to support us or you pity us in some way, um, we'd love to have you join this community. Uh, simply go on our website and hit clubs and you can join any one of those clubs that you want to be a part of. podcast for scuba divers everywhere take your seat at the dive table with your hosts nick hogel and jay gardner all right nick do you have a good chewbacca impersonation all right let me let me try this <laughs> i'm oh, sorry chewbacca oh, i am chewbacca's so sorry rolling over in his, i am so uh, sorry galactic grave somewhere. feel like i'm gonna get a lightsaber in the back now oh because today we're talking about going solo it's all about star wars i'm so excited are you excited about this oh, han solo no not <laughs> han so oh you're talking about diving oh solo. Ah, han's bummer. cool too han's cool too han's cool all right well fine well today's episode we're going to tackle the question, should I dive alone? Very interesting topic. Yeah, it is an interesting topic because there are a lot of contradictions in the scuba world around solo diving. I was actually reading an article recently and came across a quote from Emmy Award winning underwater videographer Fraser Nivens about solo diving. And here's what he said. All divers should be solo trained and able to rely on themselves to reach the surface safely unless a medical condition arises. But don't get me wrong. New divers should never dive alone. Just train to be self-reliant. Contradictions. I, <laughs> so I many like contradictions. that though. I, I, I do like that. I mean, there are even contradictions about what solo diving means functionally. Is it really jumping in the water by yourself uh, or is it a mindset or what it is it? So I'm looking forward to this because I know, at least for myself, um, thinking about this topic, uh, I think that there's a lot of areas we can go to explore. So looking forward to talking it through with you. Are you ready to jump in? Oh, I am ready to giant stride right in, buddy. All right. Well, let, let's start with the basics. Like, number one, what is solo diving? Like, what is it actually? Is it literally getting in the water by yourself is that what we're training for is it a mindset or, or kind of sort through what it is and maybe on the back end of that we can start to talk about the pros and cons of that um what is solo diving um i guess you could go a few different avenues with this um so i i feel there is kind of a difference between solo and self-reliant but this is where we're going um but i do uh, feel that you should have a self-reliant mindset definitely if you're going solo diving but solo diving yeah you're going diving by yourself you're you don't have that buddy to help you out in a situation um, but, but yeah basically just flying solo diving solo if you want to say if, if I should I should say <laughs> yeah well I, th I think for this episode it's it's helpful for us to say and I think if you look at a lot of the training courses that are offered around this thing it is the assumption is I'm going to get in the water alone. Like I'm not going to have a buddy with me. So there might be a resulting mindset that comes out of that, which is the self-reliant mindset. But I think solo diving for the sake of the conversation is really about being trained to go into the water without a buddy to execute a dive without a team or a buddy or somebody there with you so that we're, we're really clear with our listeners about, what we mean when we say solo diving. And I think that's what the industry means by solo diving or self-reliant diving is executing a dive by yourself without a, a team, without a buddy there with you. So what, what are some pros and cons in your mind? Um, I know for me, peaceful. Um, it's super peaceful. It's a way for me to just kind of tune out 
Um, I only have myself to worry about. Uh, I don't, I don't have to, um, follow somebody. I don't have to worry about if somebody's following me. I mean, I know we all try to achieve those, uh, picture perfect buddies that we don't have to, to rely on. And that's, what's nice about diving with a team over and over and over. Um, but that's not always the case in, in my situation. Um, you know, I, just depending on, I'm, I'm very open about like when people ask me to come and be like, Oh, I'd like to go dive, but I don't have anybody to go dive with. I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go dive. But there's always, you know, a little bit of, okay, let me keep an eye on that person. Um, but for me, it's, it's one, that's one of the pros is just to be able to tune out and go out there and, um, just have a, I don't want to say a good time, but it's just a, a nice activity that I can do by myself and it, I, I can really find peace in it if that makes sense um do you have any pros or or because i know i know how you feel about solo diving but could you find any pros yeah yeah um uh, but real quick a question for you about that is part of that you in the the capacity of a dive pro as an instructor constantly being turned on and is dive diving solo give you a chance to kind of turn that that situational awareness of students and and that care or responsibility for others off is that some part of the equation in your peacefulness uh i would say yes um because i i do like to do um for me there you know there's a lot of things i like to do solo like i love to solo travel a lot go somewhere where i don't know anybody just kind of get into the mix of things um it's a huge huge thing that i've done for a few years now um where i'll go backpacking for a month by myself um, and that's just another aspect of that, you know, just like, oh, okay, this is, this is just for me. You know, there's, there's no other person. Um, I'm going to experience this and this is something that I can take for me. Um, so, but yeah, I could definitely see that where it's like, okay, I'm going to turn that pro mindset off and I could just go out there and have fun. Um, and, and this is all depending to where I'm going diving. Um, what environment am I diving in? Um, I know I'll, me personally, I'll only solo dive in environments that I feel, want to say more comfortable in um but like the pool yeah the pool no, just the pool um no definitely the pool um but you know we do quite a bit of diving in the lake here um so i feel you know i'm, I'm pretty up to date and aware of the situations of what's going on in the lake so i feel for myself i can go out there and be fine obviously i can't control every situation but um some of my best dives literally have been solo diving where I literally the best day I've ever had at Windy Point Park in Lake Travis um, was a solo dive. And it was absolutely amazing. And I wouldn't trade that day for anything. Um, it was probably one of the best visibility days I had out there. I saw more things down there than I'd ever seen because there was no other divers. I was literally the only person at Windy Point. <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, it was it was really amazing. And um, I'm glad to have that moment, you know. Well, it's really interesting. I, it makes sense to me, especially in your position, just to be able to to turn off the the responsibility lever a little bit. I know in other areas of my life where you feel, you know, a responsibility of care to somebody um, that it's it's nice to be able to turn that off. It's it's like you're kicking your feet up and watching whatever show you want to watch or something, you know, because you don't have to worry about other people. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me in terms of the mindset there. And for me, it's, uh, you know, this is a little bit personal. Uh, I'm sure for all you listeners out there, uh, you pull up a comfy blanket. Uh, it's story time, which you know, I'm kidding, but this is a personal story for me. It's funny because in, in diving, it's really been the first experience that has pushed me into understanding the importance of team and that sounds so weird at this stage in my life my whole life i've been kind of a lone wolf and what do i mean by that i mean this is how you know a when one i work, man wolf pack a one man wolf pack exactly like when i worked for big corporate conglomerates you know and and was working in their innovation side and all sorts of things i i'd usually get criticism my only criticism throughout that time period no matter when it was from you know the big time leaders was always that I had more of a lone wolf mentality. And what they'd always say is, you know, I don't um, delegate enough or I take things on myself or these sorts of things. And it's interesting because that forced me to 
to to look at that and and is that really bad like that's because someone's saying that as feedback doesn't mean it's good or bad it's just they're giving me feedback what do i think and it's interesting because for me growing up i won't go into all the whole stuff but the lesson learned for me as a child was that i was on my own that if i wanted something um, if i needed something and i think the needs were the bigger component of this growing up it was on me to go get it my parents or my support system was going to let me down in that and that's just you know it was what it was I, i'm not i don't pity myself or expect that it turned me into the man i am today but it also instilled in me this belief that others will let you down others will will not meet your needs and so therefore it's on you the buck stops with you if you don't do it then it's never going to get done and so i have always carried that and that's been a really beneficial thing in my life in some ways you know it's it's given me drive it's given me a sense of responsibility of you know everyone talks about being self-driven and i think that's a funny word that gets thrown around in resumes but like i am because i have to be and that mindset it's interesting it's is in lots of other areas of my life but when it comes to diving it it really challenged that that was a challenge for me in getting into diving was looking at a team and being able to say like you need to rely on somebody else if things go wrong um, or a team and that was not comfortable to me some people struggle with, with diving and you know, swimming or or you know claustrophobia or things the thing that i struggled with was I need to depend on somebody else to with my life. And so this topic's really interesting. And I do think that there are pros. There are lots of pros in my life to me having more of a lone wolf mindset uh, and in other aspects. But in diving, it's really interesting. It challenged me to think about this topic a little bit. So there's a little background for me. I do have some pros and cons, but some background for me on the context of diving and, and in my own psyche of how I approach things and, and how diving challenged me on that team aspect of things. Um, <clears throat> no, and, and diving is definitely a social activity. There is, there is definitely the social side of it. And I really do enjoy that social side of it. Um, I guess from what I'm, what I'm hearing, it, it's like, okay, there's, there's depending on what type of diving is going on, then, I 100% agree like to, to that you have to rely on somebody else if you're exploring you know some unseen uh, cave and you're going in there um, it, it is good to have that team aspect but for me like if I'm just going out to Windy Point place that I've been a thousand times before and I'm not saying that something might not go wrong that day I mean we live in a world where we can't control what goes on but you know, I, I wouldn't go and, and at this point in my life, well, one, I wouldn't go into a cave because I'm not certified to do that yet. Um, but I don't know if I would go into a cave by myself, but I have heard there's some definitely some explorers out there that do. They go in, they explore the caves by themselves. I would love to get to that comfort zone um, because I, I think I do have I on that same note, I have a, uh, uh, that a hard time relying on somebody else so it's like okay if something goes wrong and that's not necessarily just because i'm in a class setting i always want to know that i'm good before i would ever you know like okay i know i'm going to be situated i know i'm good before i'm ever going to try to rely or have to rely on that person if it happens yes i want to be in there with a person that i can rely on um or you know uh even if you can't rely on hope rely on them hopefully it, it helps they help you out in some sort of situation that you might run into um but i i um i get it yeah uh if you're if you're it just depends on what type of diving is what i see like what you know what's the the objective of this dive are we gonna go and um explore this wreck and get in there and um be by you know you want that team aspect but um you know it, it I, I don't know i just i i definitely um am a fan of solo diving i see more pros than cons i guess but they're just like anything in life there's going to be pros and cons yeah so i think one of the pros you're saying the peacefulness one of the pros is obviously the self-reliance like knowing that you're good that you've got yourself i think there's another pro in here as well around dive flexibility 
So, you know, sometimes it feels like hurting cats when you're trying to go diving with people <laughs> and you're trying, you know, you seven, 70 text messages later, you finally <laughs> land on a week, you know, that's three weeks out that you're going to try to find a Wednesday or something, you know, like, <laughs> uh, and so there, there is some flexibility. If I want to go, you know, I get an extra four hours to myself and I just want to run down to the lake and, and jump in. I don't have to rely on anybody yeah. else having that same time off or or getting there on time or any of those things. So so I think that's a huge pro in some ways if you're going to or or potential pro I should say of diving solo is that that it gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of the logistics of finding a buddy or getting to a dive site and going I hope there's other people there that I can tag along on, which I think is another pro. Another additional one is kind of, it does absolve you a little bit of having to be social. And, <laughs> and sometimes I need, like, I'll be honest. Sometimes I just need to like, not, not be social. Like I want to, I want to show up at the dive site and, and not have 70 conversations. So I just want to get in the water, no, I you understand know, like, that. Yeah. so I think those are some, some potential pros of, of it. Uh, for me is is those two things uh, along with what you said um but no i i I feel the same way sometimes i just don't want to talk to anybody i just want to go and do my own thing um even even when i was uh it's been a it's been a little while since i've been able to solo travel and just kind of backpack around but um, I, I really did enjoy the social aspects of staying in hostels, just going and meeting people, meeting different people from different backgrounds. I love, love, love the whole hostel, um, just mentality and, and vibe. Um, but, you know, I, I am a little bit older these days. It is, I don't want to say it's kind of a party scene, but it can be depending on what type of hostel that you go to. Um, but last time I solo traveled, I definitely would probably like every 10 to 12 days of staying in a hostel, I would just go and check in in a hotel. And then that way I didn't have to talk to anybody. So you could wash your hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, really though. Wash my hair. But no, I, I literally would just sit in the hotel for probably two days. I, you know, maybe I need to go talk to a therapist about it, but I would literally <laughs> go like just sit and just not have a single conversation with anybody. Just, you know, find whatever, thing is on the tv and just kind of tune out for a couple days and then it, it would almost like recharge my batteries and then i go back out into that social scene and really enjoy it but i do need from time to time that like oh okay um nick's just gonna check out for a while because <laughs> i do i do feel i am a pretty social individual i do like to strike up conversations i want to get to know you where you're from um you know all your dreams and aspirations no um but i i, I just you know i definitely um, and I think that's kind of part of it because I do love the social aspect of uh, scuba diving. Um, but also it's something that I really, really do enjoy when I can get out there by myself. It's like the fullest amount that I can enjoy it because I'm in full control of the pace. I'm in full control of where I'm going. Um, I don't have to keep looking. You know, I haven't found that perfect buddy yet where I don't have to look at them the whole time because even if I do have a buddy – with me, there's always going to be that little bit of, okay, let me just make sure that they're good. You know, every few minutes, make sure that they're good. Um, Unless it's me. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> then I'm just gone. No, yeah. <laughs> then you're, you are solo this diving. This is a solo <laughs> dive, no. Um, but so, and, and, and those are the pros for me. Uh, what do you think are some cons of solo diving? Well, well I think also just to mention on the pro side, that there are some pros on the flexibility and the ability to, to be, do what you need to do. And I think if you're a photographer, you know, time is of the essence. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to park and try and capture that great shot. And a dive buddy wants to go see the, the next thing. Uh, I think travel diving, like you've talked about, there's some pros there, some, some dive professionals, there's pros there, but on the con side, I mean, there's obviously the glaring, glaring one is, is there's no backup. Yeah. Now, that is to say there's no backup. Yes, you might bring redundant systems, but there is no backup in terms of another full system that you can rely on if there is an emergency under the water. And for me, when I say backup, yes, there's one aspect of it that's gear for sure. And you can take redundant gear. That's true. Um, and test that gear, so on and so forth. But there's also the aspect of there's no backup brain. And I we've talked about this before. And 
I think for me, at least in the aspect of team diving, having a backup brain to check your math. And, and it, like you say, it depends on the type of diving that you're going to do, but having a backup brain, check your math, check your uh, deco stops or your min deco stops and things like that. You know, I'm diving with probably a fourth of a brain, right? And when I'm, when you're in the water, cause I'm starting with uh, you know, maybe a half at that point. And so when you, when you look at the backup aspect of things, um, that can one in an emergency be really important if it's not there, but two, it also can be really important towards your enjoyment of the dive because you know that if something goes wrong, like I, I know for me, when I was started diving, getting to dive, I was really lucky. I got to dive with, um, dive pros when I started diving. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I literally knew that those guys had me. Like they could look me in the eye and if something went wrong, I felt safe. So there's a psychological, a little bit of safety knowing that there's somebody else there. And I think that that's a con. I think it's, or I'm sorry, a con to solo diving is both no backup gear, but backup brain, but also that maybe psychological aspect of you are probably a little bit more on edge in any sort of potential failure or emergency um, that can lead to, you know, some task loading in your mind or can at least lead to a little less enjoyment of the dive itself um, when you're on a team. So I think that that's a con to to solo diving. Um, I definitely agree. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. There is a couple of, um, you know, scenarios, though, because sometimes um, I feel like sometimes two heads aren't necessarily better than one. Um, if you have if you have. Um, you know, two conflicting uh, people. There, there should always be the 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 plan before you go in. Um, but you know, we have all seen it. You know, uh, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Um, where you get there and you have two, um, what is that? A type personalities. Is that correct? Uh, where they're like, oh no, this is what we should do. This is what we should do. Which to me can lead into a bad situation. Um, I guess I'm just kind of a, a, you know, maybe the happy, I, I don't ever want to, I like there, it, it is always in the back of my mind that there's something that could go wrong down there. I just don't always want that to be the guiding force in my dive. Um, but no, I definitely, yeah, that is a huge con though, to have a buddy out there, a support system, um, to, if something goes wrong and, um, this is not something that I suggest, you know, that if you're early on and if you're a new diver, you go diving alone. I think that's something that you do when you get very comfortable. I know um, I, I want to say that there's only uh, two agencies that offer solo diving. Um, but I think one of the prereqs is you have to have a hundred log dives. And I think that's something that is huge. Like, oh, okay, you feel comfortable enough to go out by yourself. Um, but at, in the same aspect, like I just, I, I definitely, it, it, I do contradict myself and say, oh, I don't think anybody should go out there and solo dive. And then I go out and do it. Um, so I don't, I, I, I never want to say that nobody should go out and do it. I think that you should build up to it. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah. Another con that I do see kind of like you're saying, um, when you're in the water and you experience something awesome, it is amazing to have your buddy with you and have that experience. You know, you're diving, uh, one, I I've talked about it before in the past, but one of my best dives I've ever had, I was in the water with 15, you know, or so mantas just swimming all over, all around us. And that was one of the coolest things to be able to get back on the boat and then talk to everybody that I was with and just share that experience. Um, but, you know, even if I was by myself, I'd still have that experience, but it's just nice to be able to share it. So I definitely think that's a, a con is that you can't enjoy other experiences with people, um, whatever that might be. Yeah, um, I, that's a huge one, the camaraderie piece of it. Yes. It's, it's funny because I was, I traveled a heck of a lot. I used to joke that uh, my office was, you know, seat. 3A on any airplane, <laughs> basically. Like, I mean, I traveled that much. Yeah. I've traveled so much for, for this for work. It's not like a bragging, like I'm so well traveled. This was traveling overseas, Asia, Europe, Australia, you name it, for work. And what's funny about it is 
I'd get to go experience amazing things. And I remember I was in, I think I was in Belgium for my birthday one year, just by myself. I was there for work. I think I was giving a talk at a conference and some other things. And I remember I just had this amazing experience in this little itty bitty town, which became kind of my, my, um, my favorite town in Belgium. And it was awesome. And I remember just going like, you know, like having all these words and excitement to share and no one to turn to and talk about it with. And I remember sitting there by myself on my birthday and I, I think I got myself, you know, a, a Belgian frites, you know, the, the fries and something else and uh, a waffle, probably a Belgian waffle and things. And, uh, and it was, it was great. It was a great experience. I loved it. But I remember going back to that town with a friend and it was like I was living in it all over again and I finally had someone to share it with. And that was really nice. And I, and I think I learned the lesson in that moment that it's not necessarily where you are in the world and what you get to experience. Those are awesome. A huge component of your enjoyment is also the fact that you get to share it with somebody else. And that camaraderie aspect, I think, is really important in diving there. I mean, yeah, sure, there there um you might still have that experience and it's going to be amazing with the mantas it only adds to or enhances the experience i think when there's a social aspect of of we did that together uh, and that can be beautiful even with a perfect stranger when you go through a shared experience the, the you know psychologist talks a lot about shared trauma or traumatic experiences but there's also shared enjoying enjoyment when something magical happens and you share that with a stranger, it's amazing. So there is we, human beings as human beings, we are social creatures. So there's an additional are benefit. Are we though? Yeah. <laughs> Most of us are social, social media creatures. is really bringing us together. <laughs> well, for me, the, the last con I think of solo diving outside of the obvious. And I think, you know, obviously camaraderie to me, and I don't know when this happens. It's a potential con. I wouldn't say it is an absolute con, is I think that if if you you risk a little bit of maybe overconfidence of getting in this mindset that like you know I can do whatever on my own and maybe creating this you know pattern of overconfidence and I'm not saying that everyone who solo dives or trains in that way gets there I'm saying that there, this is a pathway to potentially being a bit overconfident in your in your own skills or in the fact that your gear is not going to break down or something like that. So I'm not saying, again, like I said, it's an absolute con. I'm saying it does open up, like other things as well, it's not the only thing that opens up the opportunity for possible overconfidence, but it certainly can get you to a place where you're maybe a little bit, your ego gets a little too big in your, in your diving and, and that can put you in some potentially dangerous situations down the road in my mind i agree but i feel that i could also you can also apply that to team diving uh to to have overconfidence because you're like oh if something goes wrong i know somebody has my back totally um and uh like one the the going back to the the whole traveling aspect one of the the biggest um someone explained it to me one time and it made me even enjoy solo diving more. Or I'm sorry, solo traveling more. Um, not not solo diving. Solo traveling was um, when you have, say, a group of friends go out. Say someone from, uh, you know, you have a group of friends from the United States. They go out to another country. There's four or five of them. Essentially, they're traveling in their own mini United States. And they're they're feedbacking off of their buddies um you know you have one individual who might want to go and do this but they're like no the group's going the group is going and doing this uh one, another individual would like to go and try this uh, but no the group's doing this and you know you, you kind of get put into these situations where oh, okay we're just following the group now um whereas when you do go solo or solo traveling you will kind of put yourself in situations that you want to do you're not you're not following the group you're not in your own little mini united states traveling around you're like no i'm gonna go and experience this for what it is even more than if i was with a group of friends who you know oh we're all gonna decide we don't want to do that so i think the same kind of applies when you're diving it's like oh i might want to go and do this but the group doesn't want to do this so i'm going with the group um so you kind of lose that sense of like exploration within yourself, you know, because, um, I, I felt that 
Um, I, I, cause it, there's been a lot of times in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm going to move somewhere where I don't know a soul. I don't know anybody. And it, I felt like it grew me as an individual. Like, it, and I feel the same can apply in solo diving is where if you're going to, you're going to take on the task of going out there by yourself, I feel like you're going to go out there more prepared because you're going to be, oh, okay. I don't have a backup system. I don't have someone that I can rely on. So kind of like you're saying, I can only rely on myself. So I need to go out there even more prepared. Um, so, um, I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Um, but I feel that can apply on both sides sure. of, of the, the boat, of, uh, both sides of the dive table. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, and so we, we didn't really come to a conclusion, uh, in this first part, but obviously, so we never do, we never do. So, but that leads to the, I think blatant outright question in the industry is, so why are there so many industry contradictions about solo diving? I mean, why do some agencies push the importance of a dive buddy from, you know, day one of your reading um, and all the images are of these groups together and then offer a solo cert, right? Like, like yeah. I don't like, so there, there are contradictions in there, the there industry. Are. And why, why do they exist? What do we make of all this? I mean, I, I feel like we can just, that's a good life question right there um, <laughs> without even diving. Um, but I mean, back to kind of what I was saying, in my opinion, newer divers. And, and when I mean newer divers, um, I'm saying like, you know, I, I don't even want to say less than 100 dives because there could be somebody at 50 dives who's a lot better than someone that's at 150. You know, it just really depends on where you are as a diver and you should be, uh, you know, true to yourself true to your school sorry every time i say that that song pops in my head um but uh you know i i, I think you have to build up to that point um because it, it should be oh go out with buddies and um and and i i will have to research this a little bit more because in, in very quickly researching it the other day i only found actual two agencies i'm sure that there are more out there but in my quick research that i did um that will offer that certification some agencies are like no we don't condone that sort of thing um but i think it just goes back to um you know we don't agree with it but people are going to do it so let's at least make them a little bit safer yeah um so that's why maybe that those solo certifications are out there um and i i mean i don't know because i didn't i didn't write the books i didn't write the rules um but there's been people solo diving for a long time, so why not let's facilitate something to help them make it a little bit safer. But at the end of the day, you know, um, kind of like it's like, oh, okay, we all know uh, when that light turns yellow, we should start to slow down. How many people out there will actually speed up? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it doesn't make it right, but um, it's just kind of they're like, okay, well, let's just um, let, let's try to give them something to make them a little bit safer if they're going to choose to do that because us humans will choose to do what we want to do sometimes good sometimes bad well and i think it's important to have your eyes open to some of this stuff too when it comes to these contradictions because i agree with you i don't think it's not as sinister as you know agencies sitting in a dark room somewhere saying well, they're going to do it anyways <laughs> so we might as well make some money you yeah. know <laughs> like but to keep your eyes open Agencies are businesses, right? They are businesses. So like you say, if there's a market pull, a business is going to meet that need in some way, or at least there's an opportunity to meet that need. So again, I'm not, I would never sit here and say that the agencies that offer solo certifications are doing it because they want to get rich. I doubt it's a big part of their, their annual budget yeah. of, you know, <laughs> revenue. But I, but I will say, you know, go into that with your eyes open that, that, it is a business, not necessarily a social good or, or a service um, that's trying to, to you know, make sure you're good. But I will say for, when it comes to the contradictions in the agencies that are out there, I do believe that consistency in their beliefs is really important because you're teaching those things and you're imparting those things uh, to other people that are trusting you as a source of influence, a source of power, a source of, um, of really authority in diving. And so 
I think that agencies instructors, there might be a little bit higher um, bar, ethical bar in my mind about consistency. That if you really believe that diving should be a team activity, that that's the best way to do it. I think having an informed opinion and utilizing that opinion around that and making it consistent is important. So I'm not trying to necessarily criticize any specific agency. I'm saying if you're an agency leader out there listening to this, I think it's good to examine those contradictions and why they exist and why maybe beliefs are in opposition to one another and really say, okay, how do we find better alignment around these things so that there is a consistency in how we show up in the people that trust us as a source of authority. So again, I don't think it's a sinners or people are trying to make money um, off of off of solo diving, but I think the contradictions exist because people do it. Do we help them get more safe? Do we, you know, what is our core belief system? Some agencies do, some agencies don't, and there's a struggle there. And I think it's a good discussion and a place to land on having an opinion. If you're in a place of of authority, um, I think as an agency or as an instructor. No, and and I mean, I I definitely see where you're going. Um, with that, I just think that there, there's, there's always going to be slight contradictions. Um, like one thing that I've seen before and we, we've all seen it. So we all know that there, there's, um, the different methods of diving, you know, the, the recreational, the do it right, the, um, the, the GUEs, the UTDs of, I don't want to say the world, but, um, we have, there's even individuals out there they're like, oh, this is this is the way that everyone should dive. This is the way that we all should dive. But then they'll get put into a situation and they're like, you know, like what, one thing that I've seen is I know for a lot of agencies, uh, transmitters are a big no-no. Transmitters are a huge no-no. You know, so you have this individual who's and like, that's an air transmitter. Yes. Tran- tra- so it transmits. So <laughs> yes. those of you who don't know, Nick's talking about it's, it's essentially a digital SBG. It transmits yeah. the the pressure in your bottle to your dive computer or, or some other sort of computer that's giving you a readout of yeah. how much is in your tank. So as opposed to having that SPG, you're having a transmitter. It's Bluetooth. It's technology. You know, the devil. Um, technology. At one point, yeah, <laughs> the devil at one point in, in depending on where we are in timeline of diving. Um, but there there are certain agencies that are like, oh no, you don't you don't do a transmitter, which I'm I'm back and forth on these days. I, I kind of am leaning towards one way. Um, but you'll have these you know these agencies and, and and these individuals who are from these agencies that are like, oh okay, um, th- I like this agency because they're everything they're doing is right. Everything they're doing is the right way. But then you see them out diving at Windy Point on a weekend and they got their transmitter. <laughs> you know, you right. know, like, well, if that's the better way why are you using this transmitter that's the wrong way and that that's a contradiction within itself right totally. so it's like i think that there's there's always going to be a contradiction um so that i think it goes back to i i always say oh there is no right or wrong way i mean there's i always say this there is no right or wrong way but there's definitely a wrong way <laughs> um but uh it, it, so that's why it, it always depends on the individual like there's there's a lot of agencies or a lot of people um, like I would, I would never necessarily sit here and push solo diving upon anybody, but I would, pre- I would present it to them as an option if that's something that they're interested in. Um, and you know, like even in my, my, uh, recreational open water classes that I teach, I always mention like, oh, okay, we as recreational divers, we, um, you know, we, we dive no decompression limits. That's what our NDLs are. That's what these tables are designed for. But then I'll mention, and if you want to go beyond that, you know, because we we do, we push never go beyond that no decompression limit, never no never go past that number, you know, you never let that number hit zero. Um, but then we'll follow it up. But if you want to, you know, like go into technical dive or go into you know the, this aspect of diving, which allows you to go there. Um, and I think as an agency, they're just we're, we're they they want to present the options. It's like okay, because I, I feel like we were talking about this at some point um 
where the drop off from open water to advanced is huge. It's huge. Most people just want that open water certification to do the type of dives that they want to do. But then there's people that want to go further. Um, so why not be, you know, instead of being an agency that's like, okay, no, this is what we're going to teach. Well, here's some other options for you. So that way, at least if you're going to go down that avenue, we can guide you and, you know, not necessarily push you towards it, but let you know, like, okay, um, here's here's some other options for you. Yeah, we, we should do a whole episode on, like, the role of an agency. I think that would be really interesting because I, I don't know if I agree that, that option presenting um, is the best uh, role of an agency. I think – in some ways it can be, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll feel, dig into that. You I know, feel Apple that if later. we did have that, uh, topic, we should get an interview, a guest in here, um, from an agency to present. Cause I, I don't know there some, you know, you know, like someone that's actually an authority. So for all you, because we certainly are not. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't, that's true. um, you know, to have someone with a better source, um, you know, cause there is a lot of agencies out there and, and hopefully if one of you are listening, you'll come and, uh, come and let us pick your brain for a little bit. Well, I, I can tell you a little bit too about, so, so there are contradictions. I mean, yeah. we can agree that that's true and it's not unique to solo diving that it's a contradiction. Like you said, there's lots of other contradictions that exist everywhere, but especially, you know, around the scuba diving, uh, scuba diving in a lot of ways though, does have some agreed upon standards at this point which is nice uh, and and you see some unified things that are not in contradiction everything's not in contradiction but there are some so for me I, I mean obviously how what do you make of all these contradictions i mean philosophers sociologists they spent ages trying to sort contradictions in our brains out you know like we're, we're not going to solve this today but for me i found a way to, to deal with those because i think there are other contradictions in your life that you deal with i mean the, the pandemic, to be honest, created contradictions that that maybe weren't there before around the role of medicine and the role of social interaction and social responsibility. You know, politics have created contradictions, you know, and policies um, that, that are out there. The contradictions live all around us. So for me, the way that I've dealt with some of these, and this is just where I'm at now, and this also applies to how I would deal with contradictions or how I deal with contradictions in the scuba world is number one, accept that the fact that they always will exist, they're <laughs> not going to go away. Number two, I try to get behind the beliefs of the contradiction. And when you really get behind the belief system, you know, of, of the contradiction, you realize that the contradictions that exist are really contextual. So if you think about your, your, air transmitter example it's a contextual it's a contextual problem right it's a contextual contradiction of an actual spg versus a transmitter spg and so contradictions are typically you know contextual and so that means that there's a bigger picture number three i try to see the bigger picture right okay here's the context in which this contradiction lives but there's a bigger picture outside of that because the context is not true all the time and then number four, I try to remove my ego from it. I really do. I try to, to say, okay, I don't... Hold on, this is being recorded, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but try to remove my ego and then resolve those contradictions at, at really a belief level. So what, do, what, is, what are my core beliefs about this thing? And so when I apply that method in my mind of how I deal with contradictions in other parts of my life to something like solo diving. Well, solo diving is going to exist and the contradictions of people training to do it or not and agencies offering it or not are always going to exist. So get over it. Number one, <laughs> number two, the beliefs behind that really can be people are going to do it. How do we make them more safe or people need, uh, you know, the peace and quiet to turn off. Or I think there's a very awesome application here where if you're a dive pro, in reality, in a lot of ways, you are solo diving whenever, even when you're with a class. Uh, I mean, you know, you're not going to probably rely on your, you know, first day dive to, dive. to uh, <laughs> you know, open water student to solve your, your wing failure underwater. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not going to happen. So in some ways you are solo diving. Um, and, or at least you have to have that mindset. So there's some training that is valuable yeah. there. So, so the beliefs behind the contradiction are, are really important. 
And the bigger picture is really around safety and the safety of yourself and self-preservation and those things. And so if, if we then apply number four, where I remove my ego and say, oh, well, I'm not a, a, a BA, you know, I guess we, this will be explicit, a badass diver if I die by myself, which I've seen guys out there like, oh, I go dive by myself. I don't need anybody else. That's that bad mindset. You saw me you out know? there the other yeah, day? Yeah, you. Like, I'm badass. I do whatever I want. I, what, air at 150, of course. Yeah. I do it every day. You know, like, okay. Like, that's that's probably Stupidity. something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if I remove my ego and try to resolve the contradictions at the belief level, everybody believes in safety. Everyone wants to return the goal of any dive, no matter what it is, a solo dive, a team dive, a wreck dive, a cave dive, a, a you know, 30 foot drift reef dive. The goal of the dive, number one goal of every single dive, no matter what it is, is to return all divers back to the boat, shore, whatever vehicle, whatever they came from, safely without harm Have right that deco beer at the end of the day that's yeah exactly <laughs> that's the goal so um, so the beliefs are unified the contradictions are possibly around you know more of the contextual side of it like you're saying the the context of the type of diving might you might want to do alone or you might do as a team and so that's how for me at least i can sort through it and not say oh well let's throw the baby out with the bathwater. and you know, all agencies that think that you know, solo diving is a good thing to train or all people that are solo diving are bad or all people that solo dive and train that way are good. And they, you know, they have to be in a camp. You can solve that contradiction by saying, no, everyone believes in these things and those things are good to believe in. And, um, to kind of touch on what you were saying a minute ago, cause I was like a 30 minute long rant. No, I'm totally was kidding. It? Sorry. Sorry. I'm totally I kidding. Lost, I lost sorry, check to of time I'm, for a I'm moment. I'm totally there. kidding. Um, but uh, no, I, uh, so going back to the, the solo traveling, I think we had talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, I'm on a boat with somebody that I like the Insta buddies or what do we call them? The unknown buddies or the Insta buddies. I'm on a boat with a person I have no clue. I've never met you. Like we're about to go out into the ocean. Um, and when I went through my initial open water training, um, that was kind of driven into like, yes, you have a buddy but know you're good. And even in my head to this day, I still do this check in my head to make sure, okay, I'm good. Even before I go to my buddy and like, okay, let's do a buddy check, you know? Um, and so maybe that kind of mindset brought me into that where it's like, I know you're there, but are you, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, are you there? You're just swimming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, you're, you're with me, but you know, like, two minutes or seeing you try to get your fins on. And now I'm going to trust you with my life. <laughs> um, but, I, um, but so I get that. It's like, okay, um, let me know. I'm really good before I'm even going to think about, because I mean, we've all been there. I mean, maybe not, but maybe we have, even if you travel with, you know, your dive buddies, but then you get to the dive site and you're like, man, I'm really trusting my life with this person right now. Um, so to know that you're good is huge to have that confidence to know like, okay, I'm going to be able to handle this situation and, and I'm happy that other person's there, but essentially like i don't know i just literally met you two minutes ago you know and we're gonna go 90 feet deep in the water <laughs> like, am i really gonna just say hey you know so um i like that being self-prepared like okay i need to know that i'm good and it, it goes i go into it hopefully you know hopefully feeling that way if i'm not i'm always kind of a little bit off even if even if a buddy's there if i'm not feeling the dive and i always tell people if you're not feeling the dive call the dive before you even get in there's no shame in that and um if even if i'm feeling slightly out my buddy's like oh man we're, we'll be good i'll be there i'd still be like oh, i'm good <laughs> you know? yeah like, yeah um so that that does kind of go into that but no i i do um agree with <clears throat> what you were saying so yeah and I, I think maybe to wrap things up on this episode you know i think we've talked a lot about the there is a difference between the act of solo diving which means you're you're getting in the water by yourself nobody else is there and the mindset of self-reliance those yes. are two different things right 100 I, I fully agree with you that you know the self-reliance is really important i don't know you know where i would place the importance of getting in the water by yourself every day yeah. being, but maybe to wrap it up, we can close like, so 
with this question. What belief or benefits does really having training and being a solo diver have? So it's let, let's talk a little bit more about the self-reliant mindset because I think that that's what this type of training or if you have this cert card out there or you have that mind, it creates maybe a more self-reliant mindset for you. It, are there benefits to that mindset or are there bad things that come with that mindset? What, what is your opinion there? Um, I definitely think that there is more benefits to having that self-reliant mindset than, than the, I think the positives are more than the negatives. Um, but I, I think too, it also just depends on the individual. Um, they're, they're absolutely, you know, they're, I, I don't want to come off wrong saying this, but I don't think there's anything wrong in having that team mindset. You need that team mindset, and, and, and that's an absolutely great thing. But I feel that if you rely too much on your team, that could be, we just spoke about it, that could be a, a, a negative aspect. Um, but I feel like, yes, you need to have that self-reliant mindset, but also realize that if you're in a team diving situation, you're in a team diving situation. You don't have to be, you know, like, oh, I'm the, you know, head honcho out here. I know everything. I can do everything by myself. Um, so I, I definitely think there, you know, that's a conversation that we could probably go back and forth for in a while or for a long time. Um, but I, I definitely think there's more benefits than than non-benefits for having that self-reliant mindset. Yeah, I, I think so too. I would agree. I mean, I... I if any problem arises under the water, number one, you want to solve that problem under the water. Yeah, yeah. That's, exactly. that's your first yeah. goal. And number two, I want to try and solve that problem on my own. Yeah. And there are failures, even when you get into the technical side, um, that you can't necessarily solve on your own. Yeah. Um, right? But there, the list of those is a lot shorter than the ones that you can solve on your own. And a lot of the what we would call in, in my world incidents – um, which you could call problems that arise in the water, not necessarily emergencies. Emergencies come out of, you know, a series of incidents, kind of a ripple effect of things. But the incidents, a lot of them are preventable with good, right, preparation, self, yeah. self-reliant self preparation, yeah. like making sure you're good. Yeah. And so I think there is a huge benefit to the mindset of of being self-reliant, like, like not – saying oh well whatever i don't care if my you know this is this is tightened down the right way if it goes wrong you know nick will solve it for me under the water whatever you know and there are people that have i've seen with that mindset out at, at the dive shop or dive side that go like oh well whatever i'm diving with a pro what do i care if like my i have an sbg or not you know it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> that scares me too yeah i think though too i looked at some of the curriculum for um at least one of the agencies around their solo or I think they called it self-reliant diving. Yeah. And I was somewhat surprised at what the curriculum was because it was dive planning and gas planning. Okay. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. do that anyways. Yeah. Team, no team. It was a, a DSMB shoot. Like, Oh, you should learn how to do that right now. If you don't, <laughs> if you've not shot a bag, you should do it. Right. Like it's, it's something I, I know I was an idiot in the ocean at some points just surfacing and, an open ocean without shooting a bag, not even thinking about a boat crossing over. So, and then navigation. So these are all great skills period like team or not yeah. um, to have. So does the training do harm? No, I think it's, you know, that's going to be more training and development for anything can make you uh, more reliable. But I also think it makes you a better teammate when you have that self-reliant mindset. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I think that you're a better teammate when you're not, you know, pushing responsibility for your safety off on somebody else. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a good thing. Um, and then lastly, I think too, the one note I would say about this particular topic is I do think that the dark side of this particular training, and you and I have both seen this, and there's a dark side to everything. It's not saying- Of that, the moon? Uh, of the moon, sorry. yeah. Back to Star Wars. Give me that Chewbacca. Star Wars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> going solo. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm gonna clip that Chewbacca intro and uh, and make it my ringtone. I think for you, uh, but but the dark side here, I think, is if your mind sweat mindset switches to only having situational awareness for yourself, where I'm so self reliant, I'm only thinking about my own safety and my own 
dive and my I'm so like in your your independent um that can be dangerous oh, that can at be a team level very dangerous and and to sorry to add to that yeah. real quick um so that's why I always say depending on what type of diving you're doing because when I'm going out by myself I'm going to have more of that self-reliant mentality when I'm out diving with a team there is a bit of that turned off because you know you don't want yeah you don't want to oh you know especially underwater like oh they'll be fine i'm going off on my own you know like we we definitely don't do that um but yeah i think that could be very dangerous so it's all it all is dependent on what the situation is but sorry to cut you off go ahead yeah and and i mean i've had that experience i, I had to learn that lesson really the hard way in some ways of saying like no i'm good which means we are good and that's <laughs> that's not true right like in, in a team aspect like I'm good, but he's not. And so how do you put yourself out of your own brain into their brain in a team diving uh, exercise uh, or, or environment is a really important, you know, movement to make. And so I think that one of the dark sides of this is, is getting too much in that, like, like you say, self-reliant where yeah. you're no longer uh, aware of your team or being, being able to put yourself in a yeah. teammate's position. I think the second part of this dark side here in this is if that mindset of self-reliance and solo diving creates a false sense of security. Like I've done this a hundred times. And I mean, this is true of any type of diving I've, you know, I've dove to, you know, 150 feet on air and I'm fine. I do it. I've done it 10 times. Nothing's ever gone wrong. You know, that, that can, that can lead to some detrimental or dangerous situations too. If that mindset gets away from you yeah. and you, you all of a sudden think like, no, nothing, uh, nothing's ever going to go wrong. It's kind of like when you become a teenage boy <laughs> at, at 16, that like uh, if you get hit by a car, the car is going to be the one that paid the, paid the price. <laughs> it, when you get into that with, with the, with diving, that can be dangerous. And so yeah. those are the dark sides. No, and definitely it, the, the, the false sense of security in any aspects of life, especially diving. Um, that's when people definitely get hurt. It's um, yeah. The, the 150 feet on air um just that's the i just stupidity <laughs> um i know it used to be i think more common the deep air diving but we got away from it for a reason right. we have better um there's things to facilitate those type of dives that make it more safer um so yeah definitely don't do very extreme deep dives on yeah air. i i don't go below 100 on air and there and the reason for that is really comes down to gas density right um, yeah and, and things but we won't <laughs> we, we got another two hours no i'm just <laughs> kidding uh we will not go into that today but well good L let's wrap this up so today we focus on the topic going solo chewbacca <laughs> going so should i dive alone uh, and really we looked at what is solo diving and separated out the difference between you know the the, the act of getting in the water alone versus the self-reliant mindset and talked about the pros and cons there. We also talked about the contradictions that exist and how do we make sense of those contradictions that exist around this topic. And then finally, we talked about are there benefits to having a self-reliant mindset when it comes to a team or comes to yourself. And so I think these are good topics, but we would love to hear your story out there. Do you solo dive? Why or why not? Um, what do you make of all the contradictions that are out there? Um, why would you or wouldn't you pursue a solo diving, uh, you know, solo diving training or certification? So reach out to us. We want to hear your story. We'd love to hear your stake, your take on things. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to be a part of this growing community, you can jo join us in a couple ways. Number one, connect with us at thedivetable.com. And there's lots of things that you can do there. Number one, you can subscribe to our mailing list and get the latest news from us. We love getting that little ping that we have a new subscriber and we're able to, to reach out to you. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, you can also leave a rating of the show. So depending on where you listen to your podcast, you might be able to leave a rating or not. You can do that on our website. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think of the show. You can also leave us a voicemail and who knows, Nick, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have those voicemails on the show. We'll feature I've them on left the show. a couple of voicemails and I am actually very angry that I have not been, uh, responded to Daniel. Yeah, you're, you're, you're flagged <laughs> on our system immediately when it comes from you. you just, they hear my, the they see my number. It's blocked. 
And then finally, you can you can join one of our clubs. So we have three amazing clubs out there. The Caffeine Pusher Club, if you want to push some caffeine on us. Nick especially. Yes, if you, please. If you want Nick to be better, Caffeine Pusher Club. More caffeine, yeah. Two, you can buy us a tank of air and keep us diving. So that's the Tank Monkey Club. Or three of you are a high roller out there, which we know you. there are some high rollers Sony, out there. I see you. You'd be a high roller. Buy us some tacos and a beer and, uh, and join the High Roller Club uh, on our website. So you can do that and become a patron of the show. We'd love to have you there. And then the second thing to do is to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And that way you get notified when a new episode drops. And then finally, if you can send a link to the show to a dive buddy, your dive team, your last scuba instructor, or, or if you if you hated this show and you want someone to go solo diving, um, you know, just to see what happens, uh, send it to them. Uh, who knows? Whatever. Uh, it's up to you. But whoever you send it to, it helps us. So great. Yeah. Any uh, parting thoughts there, Nick? Uh, I just want to say out there, we don't accept anything less than five-star reviews. So please hit that five-star button. Totally kidding. Um, you know, Lone Star State, one-star review. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why... No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> why so, I need the caffeine. <laughs> thank you, everyone out there, for joining us today. We look forward to having you back on the next episode of The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com.